snow day. Yay! I am so thankful for good tires, good vehicle that runs, and me running about 40 miles an hour <laughs> in the vehicle. It's great. Praise God. God is good. Praise God. It's good to see our family back together again. Yay! Oh, praise God. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yeah. Thank you for Brother Abbott for plowing because the driveway was just hugely, just so open and we could park anywhere. It was wonderful and walk freely. Thank you. And the only cars I saw really, um, except the two from North Kenai to Kenai, were plow trucks plowing churches. <laughs> Isn't that great? Sunday morning plowing churches. The parking lots, it was great. Well, today's lesson is led by the Spirit, and let's go ahead and start with prayer today. Praise God. Praise God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We're so thankful to be your children, thankful to be in the house of God. We thank you for your Spirit. Thank you for leading us, Lord. Just be with us today, with each one, Lord, and just touch where you need to touch and shine a light where you need to shine a light in hearts, minds, and spirits today. And we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. He's so good. So good to be with you. It's been a few months for me with that reprieve of vacation. It's, it really interrupts my schedule. <laughs> but it was great being with my husband and just having a vacation. It was very, very, it was so good and so needed. And I got back to work and... Someone looked at me and said, you look so rested. And I thought, what did I look like before? <laughs> but you do get rested when you go on a vacation, so praise God. This is the month that we just really celebrate Jesus Christ. We celebrate him anyway every other month, but there's just something special about this month. And if you haven't been into the stores yet, which I'm sure we all have, there's a level of excitement and expectancy, and I, I attribute mo a lot of it to all of the Christian songs, like Joy to the World, they're playing over the intercom, and the Christian, over, you know, just all the songs that they play over the overhead speakers, God rest you merry gentlemen, all the songs you hear and you think, okay, these are all Christmas classics, and they are, but so many of those songs have the pure word of God in them, and they're just being broadcast out. And whether you're a Christian or not, you are getting this word of God. Isn't it wonderful? And I love it. It just, it does something great for me. I love Christmas. <laughs> um, and the angels brought that, the good tidings and the great joy to the shepherds. Good tidings of great joy. And the wise men saw the star. And they rejoicing with exceeding great joy, the Bible says. And you know what? That's what we get to do too. Praise God. So good. Praise God for his birth. We, we get to celebrate his birth. Um, God manifest in the flesh. Praise God. And, and we can look at the scriptures like John 3.16, which I don't have Aaron back there. But, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And these are the promises we get to be reminded of again in the month of December with December 25th coming up. And just a, you know, housekeeping note, just a reminder for you saints and all, you know, that this is a month not to get distracted. 
It's so easy to get distracted this month. We have a 10-month-old mini doxy added to our family this past week. Kevin, thank you. <laughs> and our son is home, and our, he's got a dog with him home. And this dog brings so much life, so much energy. And I tell you what, it is very easy to get distracted by just a dog in your home. I tell you what, but we can get so easily distracted and you know, maybe even stressed at times this month, whether we're shopping, we're writing out cards, making calls, getting in touch with family we haven't gotten in touch with for many, many months. Don't let all of the things distract you from Jesus Christ. I actually had to just say that to one of my family members this week. It's all good. You know what? What's the most important thing? Even going through this day, what's the most important thing? You know what? Let's focus on him and not whatever is happening. And just let's make him the center of everything. Praise God. Especially this month. Let's do that. Um, there's a story, and this goes right into the title of being led by the Spirit. And this is a story of a minister who has two different people that are basically counseling with him. And one young man who had many ideas for ministry and missions would come to the minister multiple times, sharing his passion, his ideas, etc. And this has gone on for about three months. None of them amounted to anything. He just talked and talked of all these great ideas, this passion, this etc. Every good idea, he thought, must have been the leading of the Holy Spirit. But then he himself was starting to suspect that it wasn't really the leading of the Spirit, but rather just his passion, his ideas, his whatever. And then there was a lady who would come. And on the other hand, she had heard from God, directly from God. She had a clear purpose of what God had wanted her to do, a beautiful word from God. It would have been confirmed by many of the elders in the church, the minister, the pastor, very excited. But... She just listened to it, thought about it, and just sat on it and didn't do anything about it. She didn't do anything about it. She kept basically talking about it. And one person, really eager to do something for God, just so passionate, maybe scattered even, <laughs> just so passionate, but couldn't really get a word from God. The other one, a direct word from God, but didn't do anything with it. Two very different people, two different kinds of problems, but both of them ultimately led in frustration and fruitlessness. What we want to be is led by the Spirit of God so that we can be fruitful, not only in our lives, but God has basically commanded us to be fruitful and multiply. In doing so, we have got to touch others. Our lives are just not unto ourselves. We are not an island, although islands are great and they're wonderful. We are not an island unto ourselves, and we need to share. What we have is such a precious gift. The, the people in the Old Testament were led, and we're going to talk about that. The children of Israel, Israel were led by a manifestation of God, a pillar of fire by night, and then a pillar of cloud by day. And it wasn't just for one or two days or one week. It was for 40 years. I can't even wrap my head around that. But we today have something even greater. We have his spirit in us. 
And let us not be like the children of Israel. Once they had, you know, they're being led by this pillar of fire. They're being led by this pillar of cloud. They're being provided for with manna from God himself. They're protected. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. For 40 years, right? Okay, they had all those blessings. They had it every day. They wake up in the morning. The manna was there every day. What do we have every day when we we wake up in the morning? We have God's spirit living in us. We have something even more precious than they had then. Let us not be like they got a little, well, a lot murmuring and complaining and fussing. And we don't need to be that way. Just, wow, the amazing thing, just wake up and say, Lord, what you've given me and what I have in you is everything that I need. Everything that I need today and this month for each one of us, praise God, through the end of the year are, how many more days do we have till the 31st, 20-ish? Is it close? 20 days? We are getting so close to the end of our Bible reading for this year. Praise God. For all of you, just keep pushing forward. I know if you've been reading your Bible, there's no chance on this earth that you're going to stop reading now because you're so close to the end and you've finished the Bible in a year. And for those of you, um, like maybe some of my family members, uh, I'm not saying any names, that have a hard time, they get through the first month or two, three maybe, and then it's like, it's just hard to get it and keep going. I'm going to suggest to you, start in the New Testament and just go to the Old Testament after you've read the New Testament. (laughs) It might give you just this first few months of, wow, I did this and I can do it, because those are some scriptures to, you know get through. And if you're not really in a habit of reading the word each day, it might be a little bit much. So let's just, I would recommend starting, you'll have to get through Matthew chapter (laughs) 1, all the begots and begattens and whatnot, but that's okay. You're going to, it's a great, it's great. It's absolutely great. So I encourage you to do that. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to take our text today from Romans chapter 8 verse 14. And then we're going to go to, I'm just going to go back a little bit after that and go to Romans chapter 8. We'll start at 12. And for the text today, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Praise God. And I'm going to go to, if you have your um, book um, for the new quarter, we're working on the work of the Spirit, and then we're going to go to the next one, Victory Through Faith, which I think segues so nicely because so much of our being led by the Spirit is our life of faith. And then putting others first, um, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Praise God. So we're going to be on, um, I'm going to be reading from Scripture on page 22. Romans 8, chapter 12 says, Therefore, brethren, We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Praise God. Mortify just means to die to yourself, die to the, you know, your own desires. Die to your own desires. There's a beautiful, beautiful, when I think of it, I just want to say it because if I don't, I will probably, there's a beautiful devotional in the booklet that talks about the gentleman, Greg, 
He was 56 years old, and he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain cancer. And after that, he began to plan his own funeral. He thought, okay, I'm pretty much done for, right? He went, he went to the rundown old church where he prayed every day, and he told God, he said, before I leave this earth, Lord, I'd like to do something for you. And you know what he decided to do? He decided to repair the church, repair the rundown little church. Slowly but steadily, he worked at the church. And as Greg repaired the church, he noticed that his own body felt stronger. Greg's tumors began to shrink, church. Praise God. After five years of love and labor, the church was restored to its former glory, and the tumors were gone. If you don't have goosebumps right now. <laughs> and then um, the news of Greg's miraculous healing in this rural Minnesota spread through the media reports that the restored church. And what it was was a visible reminder of the miracle of restoration. Praise God. So he, he was going, it was going on to say in the devotional that if you need restoration, ask God. God, what can I do for you? And I would like to say, God, what can I do for you this Christmas season? And if God puts someone in your hearts, in your minds, even right now, when the word of God is being shared, I would say you should act on that in faith and do something. God will bless you. Um, so what we're going to go to um, Romans on page 23, Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. And it goes on to say, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That was our text verse today. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Praise God. There is something exceedingly special to be adopted by the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are now part of a family of heaven. You are adopted by God. You have position. You have power at your to your avail, and you are privileged. You have privileges that others don't have. Praise God. And this is a great thing. I love, I love personally that God gives me peace when I allow him to lead and I follow. He gives me peace, peace like I never had in the world before. When the world before for me was a lot of stress and chaos and crying and alcoholic father and just the, everything that goes with that, if you have any idea, um, being shuffled off in the middle of the night because there was a, a fight or someone, you know, just being shuffled around, you, you're just, you're not sure, there's a level of fear, there's a level of anxiety, there is no peace. And at a very young age, I would say I was in grade three. I literally asked if there was a God, I said, I want to die. And if I could die, 
the sooner the better. So I didn't have to live through what I lived through because my bedroom was the closest to the kitchen. And I, the Lord must want me to share this because he put it on my heart. I was the closest to the kitchen and that's where most of the um, beatings and fightings and dishes being thrown happened. And I honestly, I just, you just don't know what to do as a third grader. You cry. And I didn't have a Bible-based, we had been given an opportunity to go to church where it was we were picked up on Sundays and we were you go it was my mother's break and we went and it was a church of God thank God for this the truth that I learned there very thankful but there wasn't peace it was anxiety it was anxiousness it was distress it was sadness it was I like to die that kind of life what God has given me is the total opposite I feel peace, I feel happiness, I feel joy, I feel contentment, I'm not anxious, I don't have fear, I can sleep at night. And this happened really, really fast for me after coming to the Lord. It didn't take 10 or 20 or 30 years, it was instantaneous. After I was repentant of my sins and washed in that beautiful water of all my sins and was infilled with the, the beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost, I honestly looked out at the I looked out the window and I said, "Wow, look at this world. It's amazing." I thought, "It's just so amazing." Did people change? No. But you know what? What God did inside of me was such a change that I could face days. I could face weeks. I could face it and say, "Lord, with you I can do anything. I absolutely can do anything and I can overcome anything." And I got that mentality. I got my self-confidence from the word of God. I got my self-confidence from him in prayer. And you know what? Since then, it's been just a springboard forward. (laughs) And I thank God. Praise God. He's so, so good. So good. You know, peace in relationships, that was something that was big that I didn't have. And I got this beautiful peace, you know, in relationships with my mother, my father, my siblings, Um, more joy, and you know what? Just more faith and the ability to trust him more. I was like, we sing the song, oh, to trust you more. When you go through that and you find that God will not leave you, will not forsake you, he will be with you and give you more power than you ever thought you could ever imagine, you think, how could this be? You know what? You trust him more because, Lord, if you did it once, you can do it again. So with you know, with um, no more stress of just fighting my own self, like the anxiety, sleepless nights, the fearfulness, um, the sadness. And, you know, it almost, you almost think that there's a lack of, there is, like a lack of love. Like, where's the love? And I can live and breathe in him. And there's something so beautiful about that. And that's why this time of year, when you see someone that is having the worst day and maybe you're the brunt of their worst day and they're going to curse at you and they're going to give you the bad, the bad shoulder or whatever, you know what? I just think of sometimes where I was at and how I reacted to the stress that I lived in. Give them grace. Give them love. Give them kindness. Give them joy. You might be the only joy that they get to see this holiday season, the true joy of Jesus Christ. So be that. 
I know it sounds a little weird, but honestly, they have a fight that they're in. It's a battle, and Satan has got them like in his clutches, and we have something so powerful, so much more powerful. Praise God. He gives us so much more when we let him lead us. We get that power from above to step into a situation. And you've been there. I know you have because you're here this morning and you walk into it and you're like, boom, God is just in the midst of all of it. And there's no denying it. And you can feel his power and his presence. And even when you can't feel his power and his presence, he's still doing this great work. He will take care of us, gives us strength. Psalms 37, verse 23 and 24 says that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by his hand. What a beautiful word picture of our Lord for us. Proverbs 16, verse 9 says that we can make plans, all of us can make plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Praise God. Praise God. To be a follower of Jesus Christ, church, there's nothing like it. And that's what we want to, we want to share that with others. And if we have the joy of the Lord and his peace and his, just the kindness and love and the things that we want in the fruit of the Spirit, and we share that with others, they want it. They desire it. They want to be around you. They want to spend time with you. When you don't have it, they know. They absolutely know. So let's do that funeral service, you know, die to ourselves, right? Die to our flesh every day so that Jesus Christ can be manifest in us in such a powerful way that when others see us, there's no denying. There's something that entreats them. They can't help themselves. Really, they can't. Praise God. It's like the moth to the light, but bad illustration. <laughs> oh, When we read the Word of God, and God bless us for all of the reading this year for the Word of God, and basically our Sunday school lessons are a recap of what we've been reading in the Word of God. Praise God. And reading the Word of God is a sure way to find the leading of the Lord in our lives. Reading through His Word, and that is one of our most powerful resources that we have. And for direction, absolutely. And if you have that time in your life where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm up against this, or this, or this, there is nothing that you can say or pick a topic that you will not find it in the Word of God to help you. Is that amazing? It's amazing. Praise God. And I do it. If there's something that comes up, I will, man, I will go into the Word and say, I will look up the topic and I will pray and speak those Bible verses over me and my family. And does it make a difference? Absolutely. Because God's Word doesn't, it's not like a normal book just reading it. It changes the atmosphere. God's presence, his word, changes everything. And that's what we just need to get and have, praise God. So that is one of our greatest resources for being led of the Spirit, that our prayer would be, Lord, I will let you lead me by your Spirit, and I will spend time in prayer in your word. You can just pray the word. You don't know what to pray? 
Go into the book of Psalms. Go into the book of Proverbs. Go into your favorite scriptures. Uh, just pray the word. Put your name in there and just insert it and say, I claim this. This is my promise from you, Lord. Um, spend some time listening to him. We like to talk. <laughs> just listen to him. Just take a moment and just breathe and say, Lord, I'm here. I just want to hear from you, Lord. I just want you, Lord. Every day we get up, we put our feet on the floor, and we say, thank you, Lord, for a brand new day. Whatever the circumstances you're going through, yes, we are going through circumstances. We live in the flesh. We, we're human. But you know what? He is with you. He is for you. He will not leave you. He loves you. He died on a cross for you. You are the apple of his eye. And you know what? You need to remind yourself of that. Tell yourself that when the world beats you down, right? Tells you you're not worth anything. You're no good. You're not going to amount to a hill of beans, which I don't want to be a hill of beans. <laughs> Praise God. Galatians 5, 16 says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Thankfully, God gives us an assurance that he himself in our lives will be our guide in every area of our lives. And perhaps some of you have ever been on a guided trip. You guys have been, ever been on a guided hunt? Anyone here? Yes. So whether it's a guided hunt or a guided trip somewhere, maybe my coworker went up to and climbed Nepal in the mountain that was just a second level from Mount Everest. So he went on this guided trip last November. So he had a guide and there was a number of people, but we can go on a guided fishing trip also. So when you go on that guided trip, that guide pretty much is in charge of every step you take, wherever you go. Um, that guide is gonna make sure that if you have a first aid, a medical need, he's there to take care of it. Um, supports you, you're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm scared. You know, the next step, I'm scared. Say so you're climbing that mount, mountain in Nepal. Uh, that wouldn't have been me. <laughs> I would not have picked a mountain to climb on my vacation. <laughs> but that guide is the one that oversees everything, everything. Okay, that is like our God. He is our guide right now in in this year, in the years to come, he is our guide. He's going to guide us perfectly, absolutely perfectly. We don't need to fear, and we don't need to question, although we do sometimes question. We don't need to question his direction. The guide sometimes will take you on a path you think, oh, dear, I'm going to go there. Yes, you are, because if we had gone the other way, it would have been a, a different story for you altogether, Right? He brings you in places that are the safest places and that's going to get you to your destination successfully, whether you're hunting, get the prize, whatever it is. That is like our Lord. Remember what we're doing this for. We're doing this for eternity. Right now, right here, this is temporal. This is right now. There is a whole other place that we look forward to going to. And 1 Corinthians 15, 51 says, Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be, we'll all be changed in, the, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, 
at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. This is our hope, right? That's why we get to live the way we get to live. Each day, we choose whether or not we're going to let God lead us, or we're just going to march on through ourselves and just go and do whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it. No, we want God to lead us. Praise God. Those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I'm only on like my second page or whatever, so <laughs> um, that's okay. It's, it is a great honor to be a Christian. It is a high calling, and we get to be Christian. That means to be Christ-like, more like Jesus every day. And I know that's your desire. You're here Sunday morning at 10 o'clock for Sunday school. Praise God. And we say it's like preaching to the choir because they're the ones that are there early, practicing, getting ready for the service. And, but does he take in your life the highest place of importance over everything else? Does Jesus Christ claim that place in your heart or does something else? Don't get distracted by things. Don't get distracted by stuff. And the Bible talks a lot about getting distracted by our material things that we have. Don't get distracted by those things because there's a whole eternity that we're preparing for. And not like we're just preparing and we're done. Okay, we're ready. We're preparing and it's an ongoing thing. It's every day that we get to live. Praise God. The children of Israel, remember the children of Israel were being led in the wilderness they were being led by God's spirit in the wilderness. Yes, Moses was leading them, but Moses was going where the pillar of fire, pillar of cloud, and they were being protected, um, given warmth. They had manna. They were just so blessed. They really were. And like we today are so blessed with God's spirit, we are even more so blessed. Praise God. When they were fleeing Egypt, the children of Israel... They were fleeing something that they had been in bondage for for 400 years. That's a long time. They were fleeing slavery. Some of us have fled and are fleeing slavery. And you know what? It, at the time, it's like a type of Satan having them because we think of fleeing slavery. We think of being loosed from chains that Satan has tried to catch us with and keep us. We have been delivered by the mighty hand of God. If you are here today, you have been delivered by the mighty hand of God. You are special to the Lord. You are chosen for a purpose. And you know what? Every one of us has a purpose. I don't, it doesn't matter, young or old, it, from the youngest one in our church to the oldest. And if you haven't found that special place, there is a special place where you can do a great work for God and only you can do it. No one else can do that. If, if you didn't do it, it was for you. It was meant for you specifically. And I love that about the Lord because he gives us each different gifts, right? And we get to use those, minister and use those gifts. So that, that group of people weren't leaving um, Egypt like, yeah, like let's just run the charge. Let's go. They were, they were in slavery for 400 years. They were probably broken down, tired group of people. 
They had endured hardship as being a slave. Um, sometimes we feel like we're slaves to our jobs. Okay, they had to sometimes make brick with less straw. Go find the straw, make bricks. You know, they had their taskmasters giving them harder things to do. But God was mighty and powerful and delivered them. And they were able to leave. In Exodus 13, 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light. To go by day and night, he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The children of Israel had to do something. They had to trust the God of Israel. They had to. He was their entire existence. And it's the same for us today. We have to trust him. He's our entire existence for our spiritual lives. And not just our lives, but I see the, your grandchildren coming, little Tay-Tay sitting with you and your wife at church, and I see our grandchildren when they come. We, we have such a responsibility because it's not just for us. It's for our children and our children's children. It's for our neighbor across the street. It's for our neighbor. It's for the person that we see at the store who we've befriended for the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. They had to trust. They had to trust that God would deliver them. They had to trust that God would keep them. Is this kind of sounding familiar to us? We have to trust that God will deliver us from the things that Satan throws at us, the fiery darts. Trust that God will provide. He provided for them. Trust that he would be their strength, that he would be faithful. Wow, isn't it weird that we have to trust that God would be faithful when God is faithful? I mean, right? That he would come through for them. It's just a weird concept for us that we have to trust God's going to be, God will be faithful. He is faithful. He's nothing else. So their existence was ultimately in God alone, completely. And we should have that same mentality, just to be completely dependent upon the Lord. When things start falling down and the Jenga game of our life doesn't stand up as well as we think it should be standing up, Give it to the Lord. Quit trying to work it out yourself. Let him work it out for you. He can do a much better job. And you know the three ideas you have in your head of how well it can work out? He has a thousand and more or more. <laughs> and his include the supernatural where ours are just natural, right? It's amazing. Just give it to him. Praise God. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Rhetorical questions. He is he's faithful. Praise God. First, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Praise God. He is for us. He's got us. It's like he's got your back. He won't let you down. He will never let you down. He is our wonderful, sovereign God. And I'm just sharing with you things that you already know, 
But isn't it nice just sometimes to be reminded of who he is and who we are in him? I want to be led by him. Praise God. There was a, a song written years ago. I don't know how many years ago, but it was the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. I'm not going to sing it, but I love it. It's so beautiful. And it's called Lead Me, Lord. And the first, the first verse says, It's hard to take the first step when I don't know the way. Each turn seems so uncertain. I learn to walk by faith. But you give, gave me a promise that you would never leave. You will lead and guide me, Lord. I do believe. And of course, lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. I will go. You have called me. I will answer. Lead me, Lord. I will go. The second verse. It's just so good. Your plans for me are perfect. I never need to fear. For though at times I feel alone, I know that you are near. My heart just longs to follow. I'm willing to obey. Take my hand and lead me. I will follow all the way. Is that your heart's desire today? Lord, it's just such a beautiful thing to follow. Sheep like to follow. They don't like to be herded and prodded and pushed. Um, the Lord is called our good shepherd. Praise God. Shepherds who want a healthy, happy flock will carefully consider their sheep. They will carefully consider the road that they're taking. Maybe if it's a valley or a steep hill, they're going to be very careful. The thing is about shepherds, and I, I've just learned from reading and watching movies. <laughs> shepherds. It's not about them at all. At all. I mean, they will go without food. They will go without water. It's all about the care of the sheep. Everything's about the sheep. It doesn't matter if you lose sleep that night because that sheep needs tending. It needs care. It broke a leg. It hurt something. That sheep, when it breaks a leg, you know, that shepherd will take it and put it over its shoulders and carry it. Don't you think that shepherd's tired too? He's walked as many miles as those sheep have walked. He's got two legs and they have four. <laughs> Honestly, it's all about the sheep. It's where is the most secure place? Where are the most, um, you know, greatest springs to drink water? Where are the greenest pastures to feed from? I want my sheep to have the best food. I want them to be so healthy. I want the best springs. That is like our Lord. He wants to take care of us and tend to us when we are hurting. He wants to carry us. He is there for us. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, it doesn't matter. The shepherd is there always watching the sheep. His, his life is about the sheep. It's all about the sheep. Which, which route is more secure from predators? In the 23rd Psalms, it talks about this relationship between the shepherd and the sheep, and it says, the good shepherd leads us beside still waters. He leads us in paths of righteousness. He leads us with, he leads us even in shadowy, dark valleys. He leads us, folks. Did you hear that? The Psalm 23 says that he leads us through those dark, shadowy valleys. He goes before us to prepare a table to dine. That's what he does. And the result of following his leading is this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
When we follow the leading of God's spirit, we are blessed. We are blessed. Um, Being led, it is a beautiful thing. And there's a peace about it. There's a trust about it. There's just something that's so special that you don't get when you're being prodded and forced and thrown and whatever you you can think of. (laughs) God will lead us just like the children of Israel were led. We don't have to have that manifestation of the pillar of fire by night, the pillar of cloud by day. We have something so much more precious, his spirit living inside of us. Praise God. For as many as are led of the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Just to be willing to follow. And that is something that distinguishes us, his children, from those that are not, is that we are willing to follow him. We can see how God leads, he leads us into paths. Guess what? For our own good, yes. For his namesake and the good of others. So sometimes you go through something and God is leading you. Remember, you are his child. You're like, wow, okay, this is good for me and God's glory but also for others. We may never see the result of all of that, except until eternity. But you know what? Stay faithful, stay true, stay following, stay excited about him leading. Praise God. Twenty Psalms 23.3, it says that they were led in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, not our sake. It's never about us. Lord, you must increase. I must decrease. That's part of our having our daily funeral <laughs> to self. Praise God. Oh, praise God. God is so good. As we come to a close, um, our walk with God, it's so much more than ourselves. And it's about touching others. When God touches us, we have such a great opportunity to share it with, so, with other people and pray that God would allow us to be sensitive to the leading of his spirit. And you get, um, you get in tune to hearing how he speaks to you. And then you choose whether or not you listen or not. Be a, be a Christ-like person. Be a Christian. Listen to his leading. Sometimes you're like, oh, it's, that's uncomfortable. I can do it, but it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, like the song says, it's hard to take the first step. And it may be hard. Take it because guess what? I'll just share a little personal testimony. I It was a knee and something with a knee injury. It came from my back. And I was like, oh, it's been long enough. I've seen the chiropractor. I've had all this good stuff. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. I am going to walk down the stairs without going sideways, like taking the sidestep down. I'm going to walk down the stairs to the laundry room, which I have to do. And I was like, in Jesus' name, I am going to take that step. Because in the past, it was so painful, I, didn't, I just hesitated. I didn't want to take it. I took the step. And it was, it was me reaching out in faith beyond what I had. And I was like, I'm taking that first step. I took the first step. And I went to the next step. And the next, I was like, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and I was like, praise God. But it was my time for that just to say, this is it. <laughs> I'm taking that step. Um, when you experience in your life, you'll never be the same. 
It changes you. It makes you a more Christ-like, more excited person for the things of God because your faith level grows each time. And it just keeps growing. And then you think, what can God not do? He can do everything and anything. And when he does something, it's more often than not supernatural and miraculous, and we can't even imagine it, but let's expect it. So when it happens, we're like, we're giving God glory. Giving him glory, giving him honor. Praise God. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him. I do love to sing, and that's what we're coming up to now. Today's lesson was being led by the Spirit, which is a Christian fundamental characteristic, I would say, of faith, because it has to be practiced. You know, someone who's never been led before, it just, it's a, it's a work, it's an ongoing work. God bless you and keep you this holiday season, and bless you in the service. Praise God.